I'm looking unto Jesus, he's my Savior and my friend, the author and creator, beginning and the end. Oh, my eyes are fixed upon him, he who died to take my place. My heart is meant to serve him, his pattern I must trace. I'm looking unto Jesus. When friend or foe forsake me, Lord, I will not shrink in fear. I am looking to the King of Kings. I'm looking unto Jesus, He who laid out every course. He's run the race before us of strength the runner soars. His fathers will conform. I'm looking unto him. I'll run the race with patience, endure what God deems best. I'll lay aside the sinful weights that make me fail the test. I will search the holy scriptures that can every problem solve. I'll serve my God and Savior, and that with great resolve. And that with great resolve. I'm looking unto Jesus. I'm feasting on His Word. I'll turn unto the left, the right, I will not face the rear. When friend or foe forsake me, Lord, I will not shrink in fear. I am looking to the King of Kings, of Kings. Amen. All right. I hope that song was a blessing to you. I hope you'll keep your eyes on Jesus. It's so important. Well, go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to the book of John today. Book of John chapter 1. And every once in a while, I like to really challenge myself and attempt to answer some of the big, deep questions of life and uh, try to enlighten everyone without end up losing everybody and losing myself in the process. And I want to try to uh, cover something today that I think will be a, a big help to you. And I was trying to think of the title for this message. And the title I came up with is, How Can I Know When I Have Found What I'm Looking For When I'm Not Really Sure What I'm Looking For? I know that's a really long title. <laughs> and so the shorter title is just looking for, you know, how to find answers basically. But, you know, I got to thinking about it because one of the things that I, I see, you know, when you try to be a witness, when you go different places in the world, when you go knocking on doors, people are looking for answers. Okay, people do want to know what the right thing to do. They want to know the tr- people want to know the truth, don't they? But unfortunately, there are so many people out there claiming to have the truth that people are very skeptical, aren't they? And boy, it's kind of frustrating sometimes because you'll go out and you'll, you'll talk to somebody and they're looking for the truth. You know they want the truth. Well, we know we have the truth, right? I mean, we're sure we've got the truth. And it's like, man, if these people would just listen to us, 
but they're skeptical. They, they're not sure who to listen to. You know, they, they'll come and they'll visit churches and they, they do. They come. They're very skeptical. And understandably so because there's a lot of lies out there today. And you know, there's something inside everyone, I think, that tells us there's more to life than just this. You know, there's more to life than just, I'm going to shock a lot of people, maybe not some of you, but you know, there's a lot more to life than sports, uh, than television. I know a lot of people, man, if there was no sports and television, you know, we might as well just end it all right now, but there's a lot more to life than that. You know, there's something I believe that's inside everyone that's telling them that there is a God. And what it is, and you know, what is it that's inside them that's speaking to them? How can a person know who and what to listen to? They know they need to listen to something. And I said, our generation is very skeptical. And I said, and I understand why. I get why they're so skeptical. And I want us to look at John chapter 1. And we're going to do some reading here. And I, I, I hope I can explain to you today what it is going on. Because even you, I mean, even if you're saved, uh, you don't know everything. There's a lot of questions that we have. You know, even amongst religion, there's a lot of differences. You know, how do you know when you're getting the truth? How can you, how can you be sure? So John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And I just want to say there are so many wonderful truths that we see just in those 14 verses there. We could talk about them all day long. But what I want to talk about today, and I guess kind of a way to illustrate this, I think everybody, there's something inside of us, we want to know where we came from physically and spiritually, don't we? I think everybody wants... you know, We're all interested in who our parents are, aren't we? You know, or if maybe if you were adopted, you always wonder about those biological parents. How many of you in here have ever went and done one of those family tree things? You ever want to do one of those family tree things to try to find out who your descendants are? You know, why do you want to know that? You want to know where you came from, right? And then that way you can have something to blame all your problems on. You know, that way, uh, you know, okay, you know, mine goes back to Scottish, so if I have temper problems, well, it's the, you know, Scotsman in me. I just, you know, we have a temper, we want to fight. But, you know, whatever it is, you know, we like to, it's like our way of maybe blaming our problems on other people. But is there something inside of us that we want to know where we came from? We want to know who our parents, grandparents were. And, it, and we want to know that because we are, we're trying to understand ourselves better, aren't we? You see, uh, my wife, she's wanting to get one of these DNA tests done where you can find out where a majority of your uh, ancestry comes from. And you know, she's convinced 
that she's got a lot of Jew in her because of her nose, and she th- and so uh, she she just knows she's got you know she's got a lot of Jewish hair, you know, basically saying they have big noses. And then too, I figure too, if I did one of those things, then I can make all kind. If I find out I have certain ethnicities in me. I can make fun of those ethnicities without being racist, right? You know, and so, so I'm allowed to say that because I am one of those. You know, my, uh, my descendants of that. My great grandma was a full-blooded uh, Indian, uh, so uh, I can make fun of Indians. I can let my boys play cowboys and Indians. I can make jokes on that, and I'm not racist, okay? And but I'm, I'm just having fun with you there. But we do. We want to know those things. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of. Well, if you want to do that, it's fine. It's it's interesting. I've done it myself. But think about it this way. If you go back, if I trace my ancestry back to the beginning of the United States, okay, which is about eight generations, if you figure 30 years a generation, did you know I would have 256 different grandparents? When you figure you got two parents, you got four grandparents, you've got uh, you know eight great-grandparents, 16 great-great-grandparents. That's a lot of people, isn't it? Okay, I mean, that's a lot of people. If you go back, if I went back 18 generations, just when Columbus discovered America, all right, if you start doubling it like that, you got 262,144 great-grandparents. Okay, now obviously it wouldn't be that many because you're going to find out some of them are going to start being some of the same people because we're all related, aren't we? We all have relatives. You know, nobody has. And if you went all the way back, you know, you'd be in the millions or billions and trillions. And there's not that many pe- people that have ever been alive in the world. But really, when you start going farther back, you realize that we can't figure out any of these things just from our ancestry because it, it, it's all going to go back to Noah, isn't it? Which is all going to go back to Adam. But really, the one that it goes back to. You know, your parents, they're the ones you came from physically, but it was God that gave you life. Okay, life comes from God, and whether people know it or not, that's really what they're looking for. It says in verse 4 of John chapter 1, In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Okay, I want you to notice where it uses the words life and where it uses the words light. And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. Okay? So really, where do we all come from? It all goes back to God, doesn't it? God is where life comes from. As smart as we are in science today, they cannot put all the parts together that make a body and then give it life. If you were to die of a heart attack, they can't go after you're dead and take your body, put a brand new heart, give you all, fix all the parts that are on there, and it wouldn't work because they have no way to put the life back in it. Life comes from God, okay? And no matter how smart they get in science, they are not going to be able to figure out how to create new life. All they can do is they can, you know, the only way new life can be created is through, uh, you know, just the natural process, and there's things that they do with that, but they can't start new life. Man can't take something that's dead or they can't take nothing and create life. Only God can create life. Okay? God is the source of life. And whether people know it or not, many times when they're trying to search themselves and find out about their history, they're really on a path they're looking for God. Because He's where our life comes from. And just like people feel like that, you know, if they were adopted, 
They want to know who their biological parents were because they feel like there's a connection there. People feel like they have a connection to God because He is where their life came from. And so it's a very natural thing. And so how do we find answers? Well, we find answers when we go to the light. Okay? Now that sounds real general. Alright, you know, and y'all know if you're about to die, you're not supposed to go to the light, right? You know, don't go to the light, you know, you won't, you won't get to come back. I'm not talking about that. But what, what does it mean when we talk about going to the light? It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. And look at 1 John chapter 1. 1 John, also who wrote the book of, the Gospel of John. 1 John 1.5 says, This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. Okay, So God is that light. We find answers when we go to the light. When you want to know the answers to the questions in life, when you want to know where you came from, when you want to know why you are here, when you want to know what you are supposed to do, what is the purpose of your life, you find that out when you go to God. He is that light. He is the source of your life. And you've got to go to God to get those answers. The answers are found with God. Okay, But Jesus Christ is also that light. Okay, And Jesus Christ, He is how we get to God. Okay, Look at John chapter 8 and verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth Me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Okay, And follow, follow me here, because this is going to start making sense. You'll see where I'm going here in a little bit. So Jesus Christ is that light. Jesus Christ is how we get to God. We see how God's referred to as a light. We see Jesus refer to Himself as the light. What is He doing there? Well, the way we get to God is through Jesus Christ. John 14.6 Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by Me. So if you're going to come to the Father, if you're going to come to the light, if you are going to understand life, if you're going to get answers, you have to go to God. The only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. And that's important because we have many people today that say they believe God, they believe in God, they are going after God, but they're trying to bypass Jesus Christ. And if you bypass Jesus Christ, you can't get to God. You can't bypass Jesus Christ. You can't get to the light. You can't find life. You can't find answers without going through Jesus Christ. It says right there in John that God was that light. We see also in John, Jesus said that I am that light. And we see how He said that no man can come to the Father but by me. Okay, Everyone's trying to get to God. And people will try to make the argument that, you know, hey, everybody, you know, we're all the same. We're all going after the same God. Okay, and you know, Muslims are and Allah, it's all the same. Well, even if that were true, they wouldn't have a chance of getting to God unless they go through Jesus Christ. Okay, we can't leave Jesus Christ out of the picture. In our country today, it is not politically incorrect to mention God. Okay, but it is to specify Jesus Christ. Because with God you can kind of include anybody, but with Jesus Christ that gets a little too specific, doesn't it? And you know, that's been going on for a long time. You can go back and you can watch the old TV shows. You know, you can go back in the golden years of television. You can watch Leave it to Beaver, Andy Griffith, you know, all those shows. I mean, and you know, they'll talk about God on those shows, but you will never hear Jesus Christ's name mentioned on those shows, ever. They didn't, they didn't do that. And 
Uh, people talking about how you know great that was, but unfortunately, those generations they did they left Jesus Christ out of it, and now look at what we have today. I mean, it's it's a mess. You can't leave Jesus Christ out of it. But Jesus Christ, He refers to Himself as light. He refers to Himself as light, just like God, because like Jesus said, I and my Father are one. Okay, we and we need, we've got to understand that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He's what draws us to the light and points us to Jesus Christ. In John chapter 12, verse 32, Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto Me. Jesus said he was, if He was lifted up from the earth, talking about His crucifixion, that He would draw all men unto Him. And Jesus Christ was crucified, didn't He? Jesus Christ did die on the cross. And Jesus, therefore, He draws all men unto Him. The Bible says that He was that light that lighteth every man that cometh into this world. Everyone that comes in this world, there's something inside them that tells them, I need to get to God. There's something inside them that that tells them, I need to go through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit points people to Jesus Christ. That is that is His job. That is His role. That's what He does. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. I'm going to read a passage there real quick. It says, Ye are the light of the world. What's he talking about here? Now he's saying, we're the light. He said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Okay? So we see that God is that light. He's the one that where life comes from. He is where we find answers. The only way through that light is through Jesus. Or the only way to get to God is through Jesus Christ. But then He mentions us as being the light. Why would He call us the light? Well, because our job is to point people to Christ, isn't it? That's what we do. So they will see our good works and not glorify us, but glorify our Father, which is in heaven. And that is our job. We are to point people to Christ. The Holy Spirit points people to Christ. The Holy Spirit uses us to point people to Christ. The Holy Spirit may speak to your heart and will tell you, hey, go witness to that person. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin in your life, saying, hey, you're going to hurt your testimony if you do this. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. The Word of God is what the Holy Spirit uses. The Holy Spirit will use the Scriptures to convict the hearts of people, to show them the truth. And what is the main thing that we're supposed to use when we're trying to be a light, when we're trying to be a witness? It's the Word of God, isn't it? Okay, All these things, these are it's all about getting people to God. Okay, And it's referred to as light. He is that light. Okay? And so I, I know we all understand this here, and it seems so simple, but... Why is this so hard? Think about, think about it. I mean, okay, we got it all figured out, don't we? Alright, God is that light. He's where we all came from. To get to God, we have to go through Jesus Christ. He has called us to go into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. We are the light of the world. We're pointing people to God. We're doing what we're supposed to do. We have the Word of God. We've got the Holy Spirit helping us. So let's do it. Let's go out and let's win somebody to Christ. And then you go out and man, you're excited. You go and you knock on somebody's door and you give them the Gospel and they don't get saved. In fact, they might even run you off. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Man, I, I just gave them tons of Scripture. I mean, man, I prayed. I fasted. 
Why didn't they get it? You know, maybe there's somebody you've been praying for and you get them to come to church and man, they hear a good salvation message and it doesn't register. It doesn't seem to work. What is wrong with our message? What are we doing wrong? What is going on? And just like it's all so simple, understanding that God is that light, He's what people are looking for, there's a reason that people struggle with that, and that is because what is the opposite of light? Darkness, right? See, there's, there's also darkness that's out there. Darkness is what keeps us from going to the light. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8 says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Hey, before you got saved, you were in darkness too. You didn't always know it all. You didn't always have the answers. You used to be one of those people that you were living in sin. You lived like the world. You did all the goofy things that the world does. Didn't know who Christ was. Weren't really that interested. Maybe you weren't even really looking. But thank God the Holy Spirit got a hold of your heart. Thank God you ended up getting saved. You came out of darkness. And many times we'll look like, man, I came out of darkness. You know, I figured it out. There's some people, they got saved the first time somebody gave them the Gospel. And then those people, they look at everybody else that rejected and they can't figure out what's going on. Well, why is this? And it can get kind of frustrating sometimes. But darkness, it tries to prevent us from going to the light. Well, what is darkness? Okay, What is, what is, what is darkness? Does it just mean being lost? But darkness, it uses something that man likes. There is something that the devil uses to keep us in darkness, and it is the very thing that is hindering our message from going out. It's also, or it's, it's hindering us from being a good witness sometimes, and it's also what's hindering people from receiving the message, and that is sin. Okay, it is sin. Look at John three sixteen. Okay, look at John three sixteen. One of the most uh, well known passages in all the Bible. It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son." That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So simple. So easy, right? For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. That light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Do you see it right there? There's a reason people aren't figuring it out. They don't want to. It's not that you're doing a bad job presenting the message. It's not that there's something wrong with the message. We know there's nothing wrong with the message. We know there's nothing wrong with the light. The problem is not the Holy Spirit. But we've just got to understand and figure it out that the reason this is a challenge and it's so difficult today is because sin is getting worse and worse. Sin is running rampant in our world today and in our nation. And our world is in deep darkness right now. Our nation is in deep darkness. And the darkness and Satan, he uses sin to keep us there. You see, what happens when we go out there and we start giving the Gospel, you know what we're doing? We're shining a light on sin. That's exactly what it does. 
And listen, it's important that we get this because unfortunately today, people and many churches today have decided that, you know what, we shouldn't be too down on sin. We don't really need to speak against sin. We don't, we don't want to make people feel bad. I mean, you'll listen to these guys today and they'll just get up and, oh, you know, man, Jesus loves you so much. Oh, He wants to save you. He wants you to be one of His. You know, just, just believe. You're, you're so wonderful. You're so great. Listen, we, there is no way to get the Gospel out and to help people understand what it means to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ when you don't talk about sin. If you go around just telling everybody how wonderful they are and how, and how much God loves them, well, then why do I need to get saved? If I'm that great, then why would I even have to worry about hell? Well, here's this is why God's love is great. Because you are so unlovable. Because you are such a dirty, stinking, rotten sinner. You deserve to go to hell. Why? Why do I deserve to go to hell? Well, we're not supposed to say Because we're not supposed to preach against sin. I had somebody tell me that this week. Uh, we don't, we, you know, we don't, we don't need to talk about sin. Yeah, we do. That's how, that way people will see that why they need to be saved. They will see why they deserve to go to hell. And Satan, he wants to keep you in the dark about what the Word of God teaches, especially concerning sin. Romans chapter seven and verse seven says, "What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin." But by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. You know, if it were not for the law of God, we wouldn't know what sin is. Well, if we're not allowed to talk about what the law of God says, then how are we supposed to help anybody? Y'all see what the Bible says? That the reason God gave us the law is so we would know what sin was. We all think that it's all about our conscience. Oh, just let your conscience be your guide. No, that's terrible advice. Listen, some people, nothing seems bad to them, does it? There are some people, man, they can slit your throat, steal $10 from your wallet, and go to McDonald's and spend that $10 and not think nothing of it. There's people like that. you know. They, and just letting your conscience be your guide, not going to cut it. You're, we, the way, we need to teach people what God expects from us. Well, that's just going to make people feel bad. Well, no, we're not trying to make people feel bad. But when we start seeing what God expects from us, you know what it's going to cause us to do? It's going to cause us to say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, please forgive me of my sins. You're going to find out, man, I am in big trouble. You know, most of us in here today, if we were to get audited by the KGB, I mean the IRS, if that was to happen to us, we would, we would be in big trouble, wouldn't we? You know how many laws they have in the tax code that none of us even know? I mean, you, I think I'm doing everything right. I think I'm being honest. Most of you probably think you're doing pretty good, but let me tell you something. If they decide they want to get you, they can find something that you did wrong. And they can throw you in the slammer for it. And, and you know what? I mean, it would, it would terrify most of us. And so, you know, most of us don't study tax law because we don't want to know. We're just hoping they never come after us. <laughs> And you know what? That's people's attitude when it comes to God. Oh, I don't want to know what He expects. I'll just hope everything's okay when I stand before Him one of these days. No, you're going to be in huge trouble. But you know, here's the thing. If you'll just ask for mercy, if you'll call on Him now, 
He will forgive you of those sins. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could just go to Him and just say, you know, I'm sorry. That's kind of what I do every year. I have people do my taxes. I take my stuff there. Here's what I made last year. Here, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, do all the stuff for me. And you know what? I assume they do it right. I just please, I'm depending on you. You know, to make sure my taxes are right. Please. You know, and then you know what I plan on doing too. If they ever come after me, hey, that they did my taxes. I, I trusted them to do it right. And you know what? When I stand before God, that's exactly what I'm going to do with Jesus Christ and say, hey, I put my trust in Him. He said if I would just call on Him, He would forgive me of my sins. I, I, I know I'm a sinner, but he, he said He'd forgive me. He said He paid for my penalty on the cross. And I'm putting my trust in Him. That is exactly what I'm going to do when I stand before God. And that's exactly what I'm going to do if I stand before the IRS too. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared, and you know it probably would be good for us to learn some of those laws to make sure. Because I said I don't, I don't want to get in trouble. Some people they find out they broke the law when they come to get them, and and that's sad, and that happens. And you know, me being a preacher that preaches the way I do, you know, concerning the government and stuff, they might want to come after me one of these days, and they could probably find something, and uh, not that I know of, but they probably could, and I, I'm, I'm not putting this online or nothing, <laughs> but uh, uh, listen. We we need we need to know what the law says, and when we study the law, it start when we study the word of God, it shines a light. We start seeing all the things that we're doing wrong. We start seeing how wicked we are. The closer we get to God, the more you're going to realize, hey, you deserve to die and go to hell. The closer you get to God, the more you're going to see the things that are in your life that you seem to enjoy and want to do. God doesn't want you doing those things. He wants you to quit doing those things. And you know what? Many love darkness rather than light. You know what? I like this way I'm living. I like this sin. I don't want to give up this sin. And Satan, he's going to do everything he can to keep you away from the house of God. He's going to keep you away from the people of God. Look at Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. Turn over there. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, "...be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love." As Christ also loved us and hath given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become a saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving thanks. Looks like Paul's preaching against sin in church here. You know, I'm telling you, we got to do it. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. We read that verse earlier. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever doth make manifest is light. And I'm telling you right now, one of the things, one of our jobs, not just my job as a preacher, your job as Christians, your job 
as children of God, you are to walk in the light. Walk as children of the light. You are, in your own life, are supposed to reprove sin. You're supposed to prove that it's wrong. You're supposed to prove that it's sin. You are supposed to shine a light on sin. And you know what? People don't like that. People don't want to know. It, people, unfortunately, they like their sin. And Satan, he wants to silence. He's trying to silence God's people. Satan, he wants to pervert the gospel message. And as believers, we lose our effectiveness as witnesses when we are in sin. When you are in sin, when you walk in darkness. When, okay, And that can be done. If you're saved, you can walk in darkness. That's why God commands us to walk as light. Walk as children of the light. We are doing that one of the purposes. We are trying to shine a light and as our light shines, people are going to see the sin. They're going to notice these. They're going to notice these things, and it's not going to make them comfortable. It's not going to make them happy. And what's happening today? Many people who are looking for truth. Okay, I believe they're looking for truth. I believe they have good intentions in their mind. But what's happening? They're going places. Maybe they'll come to a church like this one. And as they start hearing the Word of God, as they start getting around the people of God, they start getting convicted. The light starts shining in their life. They start seeing things that God doesn't want in their life, things that they need to get rid of. We don't even have to say anything. You know, It's amazing the things that I have been accused of telling people that I never said. I never rebuked them for that. I never quoted any Scripture. But just by the very example that I set, they notice those things. And the same thing with you too. And that light, when it starts shining, people can do one of two things. They can either say, Lord, forgive me. Or, they can run back in darkness. And that is what's happening, folks. It's not that there's anything wrong with the Gospel message. It's just man loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. People do what they want to do. This is America. People do what they want to do in America, don't they? People do what they want to do. If people want to be at church, they'll go to church. If people want to get to God, they can go to God. I mean, we do, we find ways to do the things that we want to do. People go to Starbucks and spend five and six dollars for a cup of coffee. Why? Because they want it. It tastes good. And so they will do it. They will spend a hundred and some dollars a month so they can have 300 channels where they're only going to watch maybe three of those channels. Why? They want it. We figure those things out. We, you know, we do. I mean, as broke as we complain about being in this country, we sure find ways to buy some pretty fancy things. We got these. I mean, cell phones. What people are spending every month on cell phones is ridiculous. Why do we do it? Because we want to. We do the things that we want to do. And the reason people can't seem to get to God and can't seem to find answers in their life is because whenever they start to, they start seeing a bunch of things that they don't want to see. And they just don't want to come to that light. Listen, there's nothing wrong with your message. There's nothing wrong with the Gospel. But we we can't make people love light all of a sudden. But what we can do is continue to try to be that light, try to keep letting our light shine, and maybe they will see. Coming to the light will reveal sin you need to get rid of. Coming to the light, it will make God's will clear for your life. Go back to John chapter 1. Let me show you a couple more verses real quick. Listen, this isn't just for lost people. Even if you're saved and you're trying to figure out, you know, you want to make that next step in your life. You want to be a better Christian. Well, to do that, you need to get closer to God. 
Well, if you get closer to God, He's going to keep pointing things out in your life and you're never going to get to the point in your life where you don't have anything that needs fixed. Okay, Until we are like Christ, He's going to keep showing you things. You're going to keep on being convicted. But John 1.9 says, "...that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not." Okay? He, he, it, was, it was His. He made it. But yet, we see that they rejected Him. Why did they reject Him? Because they didn't know, or they, they didn't like His message. They didn't like what they saw. It wasn't what they wanted. But when we come to that light, God's, it's, He's going to make it clear. He's going to, he, Jesus, uh, in one of His parables, He said, if any man walk, or He says, are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. You know how much safer it is to go out and about during the daytime? Why? Because you can see what's going on. But in the night, it's a little more difficult. You can't always see what's coming. But And the same thing in light. If you are away from God, you're going to make a lot of big mistakes. You're going to have a lot. Of, I mean, you are going to get yourself in trouble all the time because you're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You can't see what's going on. But if you will get close to God, if you will read the Word of God, Bible says in Psalms 119, it says, "Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." We are living in a dark world today, and we need the Word of God more than ever to shine in that darkness. Those answers that everyone are looking for, they can be found in Jesus Christ. He is that light. Do not fall for the lies of the devil. He's going to do all that he can to keep you in the dark. That's what he does. He is darkness. And he keeps you in the dark by keeping you in sin. And what you need to do, you need to take advantage of God's word. When you start seeing things, when the word of God points things out in your life, when the Holy Spirit points out a sin in your life, you know what you need to do? You need to get rid of that sin. You know what that's called? That's called coming to the light. That's called going to the light. It's going to get you closer to God. You're going to be able to see better. Many people who are in sin today, maybe you'll hear, maybe you'll hear me up here just preaching and ranting and railing against a certain sin, and you don't see what the problem is. Well, just maybe it's because you're still in darkness. Come to the light. Okay, get closer to God. Get rid of that sin. And after you get rid of that sin, and now you're in the light, you're going to, you'll see what the problem is. And we've all been there. We've all been walking through that dark place. And you got hurt. You know, you stubbed the toe. You hit your knee or whatever. It did, nothing made any sense. I remember we stayed at a house one time. And we were in a room in a basement. There was no windows in this room and it was pitch black. And I woke up in the middle of the night. I had to go to the bathroom. And I couldn't remember which way the door was. You know, you're always kind of out of it when you wake up. And I remember it. I was walking all over that room trying to find the door. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find the light switch. And I remember, man, when I finally found the light switch and the light came on, and I, it all made perfect sense. <laughs> I was so close. How could I not find it? Because I was in darkness. And in darkness, we stay in darkness when we stay in sin. And we live in a world today where everybody, we all want things, but we don't want to have to sacrifice anything for it, do we? And everybody wants answers, but nobody wants to get rid of their sin. And until people start getting rid of and forsaking some sin, they're not going to get any answers. 
And so we, and even Christian people, the reason they're not getting any closer to God, they're not giving up any sin. Walk in the light. Get rid of that sin and you'll see things more clearly. So with that, let's all stand together.